Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, it's 135 in Edmonton. Spoiler alert. Portugal's continuing the route of Switzerland. Uh, this isn't even a neutral performance from the Swiss. It's just poor. They're getting smoked 5-1 by the Portuguese. It's about uh, 15 minutes left in the match. We're going to go off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, and we are joined by our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Trent and the staff at Will Hawk. Three locations in the Edmonton area to serve you. You can search Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show the general manager, and he's been busy, of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill. Hello, Kurt. How you doing? Hey, Bob. Doing well. How are you? Good. Now, the games are in the morning. They're at 8 and 12, but have you been watching any of the World Cup at all? No, I got them on in the background of my office every day. So, yeah, I've been I've been tuning in. It's been exciting to watch some of the upsets and uh, – yeah, it's been. We have a little team pool going too. Every team got everybody in the staff and the players got a country, so there's some friendly competition too. All right, well that's good to hear. Uh, this has been a busy year, and you knew this was going to be a busy year given the assets that you moved last year to acquire Caden Dooley, uh, along with Luke Prokop, uh, as well as uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Justin uh, from Flor- uh, the Florida pick uh, from the Vancouver. Help me out here. Uh, sort of. Yeah, Justin Sortoff, the third rounder from Florida. So you knew that when you loaded up like that and went for you know, that there was going to be a cost required uh, with that. And all along, there was a plan to be a rebuild here. And and so you've been relentless. Like, you guys are making news. I know you traded a couple 20-year-olds last week. Uh, I know Brendan had you on. We were traveling that day. But just circling back to that, you moved out. Uh, Jackson Weeb, who was really good for you in the Memorial Cup, and Carson Golder, who were, uh, was a good swing guy for you. Those are never easy trades to make when you're moving out 20-year-olds, are they? No, they're not. And they're again, they're they're a big part of things. Obviously, last year they were guys that weren't here for for an extended period of time, but both guys that came in and played a big part, especially in the depth of our lineup when you know we needed that the most when that Seattle series got real heavy and we had some injuries those guys stepped up and the memorial cup they were you know our bottom six was really good for us so uh, not easy to say goodbye to them they were they were you know great people coming back this this year for our younger players and that but uh, you know for them they get an opportunity to go and try to go on another run and for us we get to recoup some assets and uh, you know continue to to stock the cupboards for the future and add some younger players you moved Jakob Demick to Kelowna. You made a uh, – it was Kelowna, right? Where that – Kamloops. Uh, yeah, or sorry, to Kamloops. And you got back uh, Regina's uh, first-round pick, which is interesting to me. Uh, they were in town the other night. They, they looked okay. Just a, a quick thought on, uh, you know, Connor Bedard against I, – I was at the game. Uh, he's, he's a pretty dynamic player, isn't he? 
Well, he was he was on his game the other night. I mean, I don't think we made it hard enough on him turning as many pucks over as we did. But uh, you know, that aside, he still made some pretty spectacular plays. I don't. Uh, I haven't seen too many guys make the uh, the backhand toe drag pass across the seam on the power play, which he did a couple times and made it look pretty effortless. So, uh, pretty remarkable with uh, the skill level and the pace that he has the ability to play with, and obviously his shot and his ability to change the direction on it. Uh, you know, it, it's Gunther-like. It's uh, it's it's quite the shot. All right, so when's the last time you saw, I mean, you've been as a player in the WHL, uh, you worked in the WHL office before you went to Chicago, come back as GM. When's the last time you saw a player that skilled in the league as Connor Bedard, or have you? Uh, it's, it's certainly been a long time. I mean, with the, I mean, he's, it's not like he's playing with a, a, a significant elite other players either. Like he's, you know, there's some, they're good players there, but uh, you know, he's obviously pulling that line with them at the same time. And um, I don't know if there's been a guy that's been that skilled. I think there's been some guys with maybe more of a complete game, but for pure offense and ability to to make passes and shoot the puck, I mean, he's. He's probably one of the most I've seen since I've been around. Yeah, Mike. I mean, we're going to go back here. Mike Modano was a pretty dominant. Now, you know what? In fairness, Leon Dreisaitl was in the league in 2014. But I don't think the percept, like he, I mean, you know, it was pretty much Aaron Ekblad was going to be the number one pick, and Drysaddle at six foot one and a half kept. I will, I will mention to you that Corey Cluson told me, hurt Leon's going to be way better than people think, because I, I asked the listeners the other day, who's the best player you've seen in the WHL the last thirty years? Some people go back to Modano playing in PA, but that's not forget Drysaddle has already done stuff in his career that Modano has not. You know, so uh, it's it's pretty interesting. All right, let's get to you. You made a trade yesterday, and uh, maybe you can explain it to the listeners because there's there is there a bit of a condition on this deal that you ended up making with Kelowna? Uh, this one was also with Kamloops as well. It's a uh, yeah, we ended up giving them the fourth back, fourth round pick back in 2026. Okay, that, thanks. Uh, we had acquired in the in the uh, Demick deal, sorry, and then. Um, there's another conditional fourth attached to that. That's our own in 26. Uh, if we end up signing the player, so uh, yeah, Conrad Fondrick is, is a player from from Minnesota that's playing out at Mount St. Charles Academy, which is a pretty high end prep school academy out east. So they would play against the Shattuck St. Marys of the world, et cetera. And uh, you know, he is he's a guy that's a, a generational talent as well as an American. As an 07, he's you know easily probably in the top three of players in that age category and uh he was a guy that uh we had the opportunity to get his rights um we considered him with the first overall pick um when we ended up taking blake fiddler i mean it was just fiddler was just too good to be true to pass up on with the 6-2 right shot d who's got offense and uh, we had great conversations with uh Fondrick and you know when we got the chance to get his rights it was a no-brainer for us to to take a swing and try to recruit him and that's what we're going to try to do all right uh who gets involved in that process from an oil king's perspective from the, in the recruitment process? Yeah. Like, do you bring, do you bring, like, like, would you have Wayne Gretzky or Paul Goffey call up and, uh, you know, talk about the opportunity that's there in the Western Hockey? And, and by the way, how big is Fondrick? Well, right now he's about 5'10", but, I mean, I think he's got the, he, he potentially will grow to six feet. Um, but he's, again, he's a, he's a guy that would be a point-of-game player in our league. I don't know if he did that right at 16, but I would say from 17 on, you're looking at a point-of-game player. Okay. Uh, Ronaldo has just scored to make it 6-1 for Portugal over Switzerland. Who's got Portugal? 
in your pool. I think Laddie Schmidt is Portugal. Oh, uh, like truth. He's he's looking with disdain. I'm thinking maybe there might have been an offside there, so it's not going to. How the heck's that? Oh yeah, he's offside by about ten feet there. Uh, all right, so I mean, you end up and if you got Fiddler committed to the, he is signed, right? He's joining the team next season. Yeah, Fiddler signed. He's joining next year. He's uh, we're not allowed to play American 15 year olds in games like we can with the uh, Canadian 15 year olds that get their five. Uh, with, that's a USA hockey role where 15-year-olds can't play junior at all. So he's not eligible to play games this year. But uh, he's coming into town um, right after Christmas for, for 10 days to be around the team. And, uh, yeah, we fully anticipate him to be on the roster next season. Does he have half a sense of humor as his father, Vern? Vern was a funny dude. <laughs> Vern is still a funny dude. And uh, he's a little more reserved, I would think, in that fashion. But uh, still a lot of maturing to do. So maybe uh, he's going to get to that point. Now, you did not I, – I, I've said Kelowna twice instead of Kamloops. It has nothing to do with the fact that I go to Kelowna every year in the offseason. Uh, you did not play in Kelowna with Vern, right? He was out of the league by that point? Yes, he was out of the league by that point. I was more the uh, the 2004, 2008 era, Shea Weber, some of those guys. Yeah, they had some decent teams back then, as I recall. You guys might have done okay. All right. Uh, which teams are the most active on the trade front in terms of the teams that are going for it right now, Kurt? I think they, you know, Seattle was active early. I don't know how active they still are. I think, uh, you know, Winnipeg's obviously seems to be making a move every couple of weeks. I know Kamloops is, you know, they're really looking to do some things. Moose Jaw and Saskatoon, I think, are going to add still. So everyone's kind of kicking tires, I think. If uh, But if I had to pick out one team that's probably making the most calls, I would assume it's Kamloops with, uh, from what I've heard, with having significant assets and, uh, you know, you only get, only get a crack to host the Memorial Cup once every 30 years, so. Yeah, well, maybe uh, maybe Edmonton should do that in two or three years' time. What do you think? Well, that'd be great. I mean, it's always been a, it's always been one of those things that that the CHLs never looked at, just in the sense that they needed to guarantee dates. And you know, obviously with the Oilers and their playoff runs now, it's uh, you know it's tough to secure those dates. But I mean, if it if the NHL and the CHL got in on it together and could get creative on you know the Memorial Cup tournament, probably having to play multiple games per day. Probably, you'd probably have to go to a format like that, and if they're willing to do that, I think uh, you know that might bring Calgary and Edmonton into the mix. But if yeah, all right, yeah, we're joined by Kurt Hill. He's the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, team. Had a tough loss. You have the Medicine Hat Tigers tonight. Willie Desjardins still coaching the Tigers. Willie is still there. Yep. Yeah, uh, and they've taken a they, they they had a tough year last season, but they've taken a bit of a step forward this year. Is that fair? Yeah, they certainly have. You know, I think it's now there. There was a couple of years in a row there where they uh, they had a couple of tough years, and uh, last year, uh, well, to point out the most, but uh, you know they did a good job recouping some picks and and getting and getting some real talented guys in there, and uh, they're gonna have a lot of turnover in their roster now. And uh, but yeah, they got a good young team. All right, and you've got a very young team. Uh, it's about to get better next year when Fiddler joins us in the back end. I know Wojtek Port's been impressive. I didn't mind him the other night in the game uh, against uh, against the Regina Pats. Who else have, uh, you know, off your current squad have you been impressed with over the last couple of weeks? Well, yeah, as you mentioned, Port's been, uh, you know, he's been a real pleasant surprise. He's he's had a great start to the season here, and uh, obviously Hodnett's been really good. I think Melnick's played some pretty significant minutes for us. And, you know, the one guy that's been pretty consistent for us and actually has scored some decent goals and has got some production out of him is Marshall Finney, who was a free agent that came to our camp. And just a great overall story of a guy that, uh, 18-year-old rookie that just has willed himself to the league and, uh, you know, I know we're not the deepest team in the world, but he's finding himself 
you know, playing on the second line some nights with uh, some of our better guys. Yeah, and he's a six foot, almost six foot two, right? Is he mostly a winger? I know he's taken, you know, some face-offs for you, but is Finney mostly a winger or a center? He can play both. Yeah, he's been, he's pretty, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, if um, you'd probably have him on the wing, but uh, he's been really good in the face-off dots, so he's started to see a little bit more time at center as well. Yeah, I don't mind the fact that he's got 44 pims in 25 games. Uh, there's a, that was a particularly feisty first period, by the way, against Regina. You guys, uh, I know Carter Kowalik was involved a couple times. It was a little bit nasty out there. It was good. You know, for a young team, I will say we're not afraid to back down when it comes to comes to the physical side of the game. And, uh, you know, they we definitely have some bite to us. And it's uh, a young group that stands up for themselves, and they're, they're getting to be a pretty tight-knit group in that room. So it's, uh, you know, that's what uh, one of the real positives have been here uh, early in the season with the, with the young group. All right, yeah, Medicine Hat tonight. What's uh, the rest of the schedule look like this week for you, Kurt? Uh, we're in Red Deer Friday night and then uh, at home for Teddy Bear Toss on Saturday. So exciting game. Super stuff. Thanks for your time, Kurt. Thanks a lot, Bob. That's Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. Uh, it is 147 in Edmonton. When we come back, four minutes with Jack Campbell, Oilers Netminder. This is Oilers Now. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 plus years. For a menu and a listener, 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, let's get to our one on one conversation with Jack Campbell. Jack, it, it hasn't been the start you were looking for. We know that. So the question I have for you is, during this period where Stewart's seeing some of the starts here, what have you been working on uh, with Dustin Schwartz and, uh, and, and uh, in, pra- in practice and maybe in some separate uh, sessions, maybe video work? And how much of it is physical and how much do you think, like for a goaltender, how much of it can be mental? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, uh, I do tend to put a lot of pressure on myself and, um, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing this year. So I know I'm going to bounce out of this and start having some fun and being being the jack that I know I can be um, and expect to be. But uh, I think that's the big thing is, you know, Shortsy's been doing a great job with my technical game. and uh, But for me to perform um, and do those techniques on the ice in the games, I just got to relax and have some fun. Uh, I think you coach to the player. So the player is who the player is. Uh, has there been, from a, a purely goaltending perspective, from a technical perspective, 
is there a different, is Dustin asking you to do different things than you were doing in Toronto, or is Dustin working off the type of goaltender that you are? Uh, no, Shorts, he's uh, just trying to complement my skill set and um, coach, you know, for me. So he's just trying to make me the best I can be, and we are making some adjustments that are uh, going to be very beneficial for my game. And, um, you know, he's so positive, so fun to work with every day, and uh, does a great job with uh, Stu and I. I consider Carey Price amongst the best goaltenders in the world. He has had multiple stretches when he was healthy where he wasn't stopping the puck, where he was going through 880 save percentages over six to eight games. Is that part of goaltending that maybe people need to understand a little bit more? Is that there are stretches for even the world's best goaltenders where they're not playing at 920 or 930? You know, it's, it's tough. I think, uh, you know... You don't ever want to go through it, and you don't expect to because I expect myself to be on my A game, but the reality is I, I have gone through this a few times in my career, and uh, this is no different, and, you know, it's just about bouncing out of it and getting in a groove, and, um, you know, that's what we're going to do. Uh, there is a, a, a side positive, and that's been the ongoing development of Stuart Skinner. And I was watching, I played for the same athletic club as Stuart uh, as a kid and watched Stuart with that south side team, and it's been an incredible evolution for him. And you guys are you guys are buds. It's, it, it's, a, it's a positive competition for starts, isn't it? It is. You know, number one, he's a great person. Stu's uh, comes to the rink every day, and he's got a great demeanor about him. He's super chill, always smiling, and just having fun and uh, we get along great but um, you know even more importantly he's helping the team get a lot of points and, and he's giving the team a chance to win whenever uh, he's in the net so um, you know we have fun together we work hard together and I'm definitely learning from him too final one for you uh, can you be too hard on yourself and I'm serious about this does there come a point where you say just go play yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at, uh, being frank. I, I just got to <laughs> have some more fun, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always going to expect to play a certain way, but, uh, you know, just need to draw the line there. There you go. That is uh, the Edmonton Oilers' Jack Campbell, who uh, needs to get her turned around here. Oilers tomorrow night against Arizona. Again, Zach Hyman skated today. That's a positive sign. We're going to go to List Day in Oilers history at 154 in Edmonton. It's brought to you by New West Travel. Give the gift of travel. Join Oilers now in Vegas uh, in January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. Visit newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. We'll go back to 2006. The Craig McTavish-led Oilers got goals from Brad Winchester, Jason Smith, and Fernando Pisani in a 3-1 win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Of course, that's the team they fell in the Stanley Cup to uh, finally uh, the year earlier in that same year. There we go. This is the only meeting of that season between the teams and actually their first regular season matchup in three years. Yeah, that was a big win. That was unfortunately not the, uh, well, wasn't the biggest win between the Oilers and the Hurricanes in the 06 season. What's the joke Rob uh, Tichkowski uh, used to always do whenever uh, the Oilers would play in Carolina when they win a game after 06? That has to be the biggest win the Oilers have ever had here. <laughs> Funny line. All right, uh, tomorrow uh, for Aquarian Renovations, Mark Spector later tonight. Evander Kane will be on with Reed Wilkins on Inside Sports. Evander Kane um, and a uh, unnamed, uh, generous type is uh, going to be involved in a philanthropic uh, endeavor that Evander will be telling Reed about. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with uh, Evan Cook, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons of Jalen Nye. Back at you tomorrow at, uh, yeah, at noon. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.